Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today I am sharing with you another scheduling strategy session. This one with my sweet friend, Kayla, who is over in the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community and also a local here to Alaska. We dig into all kinds of stuff today, talking about a husband who works out of town with a crazy schedule and meal planning and cleaning and working out in Jesus time. We talk about mindset and scheduling and how to take steps to get a lot of these different things in order, despite having a 16 month old who is always distracting you and pulling you to the wayside. So let's do this jingle and we will dive right into this scheduling strategy session that I know you are going to be able to glean and learn a lot from today. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so Kayla, tell me, since it's been a while since you scheduled your schedule strategy session, um, we had to change plans because baby who's now almost a month old, my goodness. And then, um, you had a trip and all this other stuff. So you received the time tracker and ideal schedule template. Let's start there. Tell me how are those things? How did they go for you? Did you do your schedule, your time tracker recently or was it before? Does it change? Um, I had done it before, like closer to, um, our last scheduling session. Um, and that ended up like, I even texted Mary and I was like, go figure, like I scheduled my strategy session. And it was like the first time it got moved. Um, and I go to fill this out and it's like the most insane week ever. So it's not even like a typical ideal week, but I guess that's just, you know, goes to show you what life life is like. So like my Monday through Wednesday are probably a good representation of what like my normal days look like. And then Thursday through Sunday, all bets were off because I had friends come in. So I was being a tour guide and trying to show them around. Um, And they came up to visit and stayed like Thursday night to Monday night, like 
that was it for their time in Alaska. Oh, so it was wow. go, 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 go. All right. So it's not typical, obviously, to have friends come and have a four day Alaska vacation. I hear with you. No. I hear you there. What did you glean from the days that you were doing the time tracker? Like, did you notice um, there's too much of one thing or you're, you're not pouring into things that you do enjoy? There's something you'd like to see on your schedule that you didn't. Is there any, any, anything that stood out to you while you were doing that time tracker? Um, probably like just that I'm not finding time for or making time for things that I do enjoy. Um, and like the things that I'm responsible for or trying to get done are just overarching. Um, and it could just be like possibly the phase that I'm into with having Liam who's 16, well, almost 16 months old. Um, and just, um, I'm just constantly like getting interrupted in tasks that used to take me, you know, like 10, 15 minutes, like mm -hmm. I'm doing like over multiple hours because I'm stopping and going and stopping and going. Um, and then pretty much before I know it, like my day's over and I'm like, well, what did I really do that I enjoyed or brought me joy or, mm -hmm. you know, versus just tackling the never ending to-do list? Yeah. Um, did you track your time? Like anything? I, I think you said you didn't, but anything since that first week? No, um, I actually just got back from my trip on Tuesday. Okay. Um, so I got back Tuesday night and then we were kind of adjusting. And then actually, um, Kyle, my husband came home Saturday. So like, it hasn't been typical, um, in that regard either this week because he came home okay. from work um he's been traveling a lot more since we moved up here so like anytime he comes home it's like we have to get used to being in the same place and um, used to doing our <laughs> schedules together instead of separately and you know so those aren't typical days either <laughs> i hear you um prior military spouse here i don't know what to call like when you used to be better yeah yeah um, like I was a military spouse I'm not now because he's not in the military but I don't know so um I get that like reintegration type thing is like oh my goodness um <laughs> you know it's like well don't put this back there and where is this and you know what do you mean yeah. you need me to do whatever um but it's just getting used to like just like basic tasks too or like mm -hmm. sharing the bed like Liam and like Kyle like put his head on my shoulder yesterday morning when we were waking up and Liam had a fit and like shoved him off of me and like climbed on top of me and it was like a territorial battle over yeah. me <laughs> that's funny <laughs> my dog did that like we were talking about before we hit record <laughs> we were talking about how our dogs were our kids before we had kids and that was my dog when my husband deployed she, I don't know. She was like seven years old. He was gone for six months of her life and his side of the bed became her side. But without a doubt, every single night climbing into bed, she would like growl at him because he would like move her out of his spot of the bed. It's like, like, no, no, no. That's my spot. Years later, she just like, she's like, this is my spot. Oh my um, goodness. That's so funny. Um, a couple of things that are coming up for me um, is that time tracker. 
and to, to focus on that and continuing to do it okay. over the course of a couple of weeks. Number one reason being awareness, because I think that's one of the things that um, I'm hearing is just like the day goes by and you're like, what did I even do today? I understand it's the constant interruptions, right? And like these yeah. tasks that should only take a few minutes are now taking a lot longer, but just bringing like, I don't want to say hyper-awareness, right? Because we don't want it to become the obsession and the thing that you're overly focusing on. But to bring awareness into your days is like, okay, trying to become more specific in what are the interruptions and how can I minimize the interruptions, but also what are the tasks? And maybe they're not the most efficient tasks to be doing during that time, if that makes sense. So let me let me elaborate on this a little bit more. Obviously, we know the interruption is your almost toddler, right? Like I feel, I don't know what age toddler starts, but once they start toddling around, I'm like, they're a toddler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He just started walking. So it's like a whole yeah. other life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. I hear you there. It's like, oh, we're in trouble now. Yes. So, um, obviously it's your toddler, right? But what kind of things is he coming to you for? Or what kind of, what, what is the reason for the interruption or disruption? Is it he's getting into stuff he shouldn't? Okay, maybe that's putting those things elsewhere. Does he just need mommy time or focus? Um, attention, is he needing snacks? Is he needing, you know, mm-hmm. what is the interruption and trying to get more specific with that? I know this is kind of like, I'm trying to remember back a little bit of a difficult season because they're not really able to play by themselves, but you're trying to like foster that. But yeah. it's almost like maddening in and of itself. But then also, what are those tasks that you're doing? And when I mentioned maybe it's not the right time, there are certain things that um, that I am like, yes, do these when your kids are awake and like running around and playing and whatever else and do these when your kids are sleeping, when they're napping or earlier in the morning or later in the evening, or maybe these are things that would be helpful to get a babysitter or, you know, just bringing more awareness into what's going on and being willing to sit and ask those deeper questions of like, is this placed most efficiently? And an example of that would be like washing the dishes. I do not wash the dishes while my son is napping. To me, that is a waste of my time. When he's napping, I want to focus on, um, which he's not really napping much at all anymore. Lord help me. (laughs) Um, No, I, he, he likes to help do the dishes help, (laughs) but, um, there are things, you know, if, if he needs me, it's quick to go help him with wet hands or dry my hands off really quick and go help him versus when he's napping, I want to do things that take my focus and my attention, things that he's not feeling like neglected because I'm staring at my phone the whole time or whatever else. Like I do those things when he's napping do my Bible study, you know, or early in the morning before he gets up. So I can actually have my focus and attention on that and not him. And then these other tasks that don't really take a lot of mental brain power, like the dishes that are easily interruptible, I can go to. So all of that to say, um, I would strongly encourage keeping that time tracker around or just a way that you can bring more awareness into your days and ask those deeper questions of like, okay, what is actually taking place here? Cause sometimes we can be a little bit vague on like, what's the problem? Oh, it's constant interruptions. I had a client who I did this with, okay, who's interrupting you and what are they interrupting you for? And then once we figure that out, then we can put up some boundaries in place 
have some mm-hmm. necessary conversations, whatever else, you know, hers was with adults. So a little bit different. Um, what comes up for you after I'm saying all of that? Um, like struggling, like with this phase that I'm in that, um, I'm Liam or I'm Liam's primary person. Like my husband's gone, um, for work a lot of the time. Like he'll be gone for a month at a time. Um, so Liam is very attached to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like the second I get out of bed and he is no longer able to touch me, he is up. Like he just snaps. It's like that, that caught red handed, like sneaking out of bed. Um, and he used to be pretty good about playing by himself in the morning, which is like when I would go to do my Bible study. Um, but now he's go, go, go. And he's either, um, getting into things, but like in the, I'll pull the kitchen chair out from the table and across the kitchen and go climb up on the chair and onto the counter, or I'll go sit on the dog or, you know, like, it's like not things for me that are super easily movable. Yeah. Um, or he's wanting, um, mommy time and attention. Um, and I've tried like switching it to where like we get up and we play first thing, um, for like 15, 20 minutes of like just direct one-on-one time with me. And then I'll give him a snack and leave him with a toy and go and try and do my Bible study. And that lasts like maybe 10 minutes tops. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm just struggling like to figure out, um, how to balance like my Bible study and, um, doing like things that are good for me too, like exercising and showering and things that I save for when he's sleeping normally. Um, cause if I'm lucky, I get like two hours over broken up periods of naps for the day that are mine. Okay. Um, and still fitting in things that, you know, would be taking away, um, or using like more thought power that I would want to do while he was napping. Yeah. Like I really can. sitting down and deep thinking about the time tracker or um doing his baby book or scrapbooking or you know any kind of things like that yeah um which I said you know could mostly just be the phase that I'm in right now (laughs) yeah so I think there's two things and this is a delicate balance that I always have to be mindful of as well is um like recognizing the season that you're in and making sure your expectations are manageable And then also um, striving for greatness, if that, if that makes sense, right? We're not striving for perfection, but just greatness in terms of like improvement. Um, Like with the Bible study kind of example that you had given me, like it lasts maybe like 10 minutes. I actually have on my habit tracker, my goal is 10 minutes of Jesus time. There are some days I'm sitting and I'm engulfed for an hour. And that's great. That's fabulous. I love those days, but there are days that I cannot get more than 10 minutes. And if I had this expectation in this like habit tracker, like I need to spend 30 minutes with the Lord every day, or I need to spend an hour with the Lord every day. I can then get in this mindset where I'm beating myself up because I'm not reaching my goals because it's not enough time. But I set so basic, so minimum 10 minutes. If I go over great, that's awesome. I'm like, I exceeded my goal every day this week, you know, but if it's just 10 minutes, that's good. So, so one thing there I want to just kind of encourage you in is expectations, right? Is sometimes 10 minutes 
actually a lot of times 10 minutes might be enough. I mean, it's not enough time to do like precepts or some in-depth Bible study or, um, you know, a lot, but if, if all you can do is read a devotion or a single chapter, or, you know, spend a little bit of time in prayer, like that goes a long way. Um, and then with that too, I want to encourage you to like, keep going. If that makes sense. Um, this is a season for sure. Like you're talking about, but like, it's the season of he's sitting, he is like sitting on this, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Basically, he's a little sponge, right? He's learning and growing. And like, you're the one that has to teach him everything, yeah. right? And so it's like, sometimes it's kind of maddening because a kid, they see another kid doing something at the playground and all of a sudden they know how to do it, but you can tell them 200 times to do something and they're still like, uh, what? <laughs> um, so can stay consistent with it. I think sometimes it can get a little bit maddening when you're like, it's just not working, but that 10 minutes can turn into 13, can turn into 15, can turn into 20. And it's just taking that time that when he needs you say, I love you, bud. I need a couple more minutes. So mommy can finish up what she's doing right now. I need to finish reading my Bible or whatever else. And it's so good for him too to like grow up with this love of the Lord, to grow up saying, like I've talked to people who are like every single morning without a doubt, my mom was sitting there in her chair with her Bible. It didn't matter what was going on. And so that fostered in her kids, this, like, it is so important for me to get up and read my Bible every morning. So it's like thinking of it from that mindset and that perspective too, is like understanding one. Yeah. His immediate need is I want mommy. I want you to come and play with me. I want you to give me attention, whatever else, but also slowly fostering that um, building more time in for yourself and like coaching him and educating him. Sorry. There's like a fruit fly or something <laughs> through. I'm like <laughs> through this, um, season as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's definitely not easy. So I don't want to like downplay it and like, Oh, just do this. Right. It's a, it's, it can be a quite maddening process at times, but over time you'll see fruit. If you consistently do this almost every day, you'll notice in a month, two months, six months, a drastic shift in that area. And it's just you remaining very disciplined and very consistent to like, um, to carry out that discipline and consistency in yourself. And like, as an example, and like fostering it as a tool for him to learn as well. Um, in terms of the other things, exercise, I say, do it with him. I don't know. It's probably something that you've tried, right? Yeah. He ends up like trying to, uh, like cling on to my leg or want to be picked up, which like some of the stuff I can do, like holding him, but the rest of the stuff, I'm like, I don't want to kick him. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to kick him. What's wrong with kicking your children? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's just like, I don't want to like accidentally kick him. Like when he moves and like, you know, behind me or, um, he goes to like, hold on to my leg when I was moving or something. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and so again, I think it's just one of those things where the fear of like kicking him or whatever else, like he'll learn. He only probably needs to be kicked one time. <laughs> you know, it sounds terrible to say, honestly. Um, but like, I see, I feel like I see, you know, like these helicopter parents at times. I feel like my mom's a helicopter grandmother. She like 
my son's playing at the playground and she's all got to like have, have her hand under his butt like so he doesn't fall and whatever I'm like he's done this like a hundred times like you don't need to hold his hand or like you know and mm-hmm. so then I went to the playground with him the other day after he's been going with his grandma for a couple of days a couple of times and he's like I, I need to hold your hand I need help I don't know how and I'm like kid you know how like you've been go. doing this yes um Anyways, I'm not advocating for kicking your children, right? But like um, giving them that space to learn on their own a little bit. Um, but but checking that mindset too is like, is it I don't want to kick him or I don't want him to get hurt? Or is it, um, and this might not be accurate, like, am I using this as kind of ex- an excuse? And I don't want to say excuse, but like, Am I allowing this to be a speed bump to hold me up? If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Well, I think part of it too is that um, like exercising is something I do for me to kind of like clear my head too. Mm. Um, so it's like if he's screaming or crying in the background or like holding on to my leg, it ends up mm. being stressful and not something that's peaceful for me. Yes. Yes, that makes sense. Um. The other thing that comes to mind for me in this um, is finding things that he likes as well. And again, this is kind of like a difficult season um, to do so. And I don't want I don't want you to hear that it's a difficult season and just like surrender to that, right? Because it's it is only for a season, but it's still a very valuable season where you can like foster learning and growth in him too. But finding some of those things that he loves as well. And, um, and setting those things up for him. Like one of the things I used to do, um, I think when Solo was about that age, he really liked to color and to paint. Not well, right? It was just like a mess all over the place, but I would set up space on the table for him to just be messy. And I would sit over there with my like Bible highlighters and whatever else, like away from his space. And even though I'm having these constant interruptions and, um, and he's making a mess over there on the other side of the table. It was a space that I could create where he was doing something he really enjoyed where he wasn't. And I was sitting there with him. So he felt like he was getting some attention from me, but I was able to do my Bible study and he was able to do something that he loves. So that's the other thing that's coming to mind for me, even with the, um, the working out aspect too, like, is there some kind of almost like physical activity that you could foster or encourage him to do at that same time that puts him kind of just like in a, in a space near you, but next to you. So he's not all up in your bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, when you talk about like exercise and Bible study and stuff like that, it's not that you're not doing it. It's just, you, you would rather it be a more peaceful time because that's what it's always been for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hear you in that too. I would suggest the Alaska Club for those of you who don't live here. They have um, a plan where you can have two hours of daycare, <laughs> like included in your package. Um, and so I can go every single day for two hours a day and put the kids in daycare and have my time. But you live like what, an hour away <laughs> from the nearest Yeah, Alaska yeah, Club. I'm like a little over an hour away from Palmer, which would be the nearest one. Yeah. So I'm sure that adds to it as well. And then you're also, um, don't have a lot of like family and stuff nearby that could. Right. 
or young girls that you have over to babysit or anything like that? Like still like getting to know people in the community because we only moved up um, like a year and a half ago and then everybody like disappears in the summer, you know, because summers are go, 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 like yeah. get it while it's hot here. So mm-hmm. um, it was definitely harder to find people to do things with or people to um, think about having to come watch Liam this summer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. Um, so I would ex- encourage you to explore different ways. Um, like you said, there's a couple of hours broken up throughout the day. Pick out which one of these things, like you said, Bible study and exercise were a couple of them. You mentioned um, working on his baby book or scrapbooking, like what kind of things that you would love to see on your schedule that do fill you up with joy. Um, I actually did the simple biblical self-care masterclass. Um, I'm trying to remember if that's still available in the community or not. It is available um, for my clients. They have that on replay. Anybody who registered, I think, got it on replay. But I've given the speech multiple times in other areas. There's even a podcast episode, um, Simple Biblical Self-Care. And what that talks about is finding kind of like your most effective and efficient self-care practices and like making sure you get those on your schedule. And so it's something um, that's going to like fill your mind. um, What is it? Your heart, your mind, your soul and your strength. So physical aspects as well, but using kind of that outline, that guide that I'll give you the podcast episode here. Um, like where is it? Simple biblical self-care episode 37 on the podcast. Um, Listening to that could be helpful in picking out and prioritizing some of your number one self-care activities and then writing those down, making sure they're on a list and brainstorming ways that you can find a way to yes with these things. If they're like, maybe if you could foster this alone time a little bit more in terms of the Bible study while he's awake. Maybe that will free up more time while he's sleeping to do your exercise activities or things like that. It's about getting creative and finding a way to yes to the things that matter most to you, but then catching those mindsets that come up when you're like, well, I tried this. Well, it's only 10 minutes. Um, and thinking, is this really the best way for me to get to the end result of what I want? Um, Anything else on your schedule that you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's probably just comes down to more of a mindset thing, but um, like, because my husband um, does travel or is away a lot, um, you know, like that leaves me responsible for everything here, which I wouldn't, um, which, you know, if he was home, we would more than likely be sharing the load. Um, so I think I just get um, like overwhelmed or um, just kind of get to a point where my schedule or my list is ruling me instead of the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just kind of like the, the overarching theme for me. Um, and you're meaning in terms of things like um, just like household and family stuff, right? Like 
Yeah, like laundry, um, mowing, doing the garden. Um, meals is a big one because, like, all some days I'm really good about waking up and pulling something out of the freezer and deciding what we're gonna have that day. And other days it's like three o'clock, and I'm like, oh, I never pulled anything out of the freezer. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, staying on top of like uh, finances and bills and insurance stuff and cleaning and um, taking care of myself and taking care of Liam, but also still trying to make sure that we get out and do something fun and exercising the dog. Um, and then I lose a day every week because um, town so far, I usually try and get all of our errands done in one day. So it's usually like I leave here about 930 and I get home at 930. So it's like a 12 hour day in town. Yeah. Um, one thing that you said that stood out to me was the finances. Um, I feel like I'm trying to remember when my husband was deployed, I think it was one of the things that like was his responsibility because mm -hmm. online banking and bill pay, and you can check everything online these days. Um, I think that was one of the things that we assigned to be his task was to manage that because it was something that he could do for our home and for our family and no kids at the time. Um, but it was something that he was able to manage and do and be on top of. So just a thought, you know, some husbands are not financial savvy. Some are like, no way. Uh, it might, it might be a conversation. It might be need some educating, um, and things like that. In terms of a lot of this other stuff, I want to encourage you, um, well, I'm like, well, summer's over, so you don't need to mow anymore. But then it comes snow plowing, which is I know. Like uh... sometimes it's a whole other beast. Like one week I had a really, really busy week. And like every single day that week it snowed like three plus inches. Oh my and goodness. So every single day. And my husband's work schedule just it was always snowing when he was working. But I had to plow and he hates. We have a, a paved driveway, so he hates when I drive on it without plowing. Yeah, just gets icy point. and gets a mess. Yeah. So um yeah, I get that. You know, it's like, oh great, I have no extra time today. And now I have to spend an hour plowing the driveway. Um, but some of these other things like food, we can definitely um get on top of that. It just takes some pre-planning up front. Like you're saying, you lose a day each week because you go run errands. Same thing with the food idea. Make a meal plan for the week, the day before you go grocery shopping shop for that, those meals. And then later that day, when you get home from shopping or the next day, set aside some time that that's your meal prep day, whether it's cutting up vegetables, throwing a few, you know, sheet pans or whatever in the oven, putting something in the crock pot. I usually allocate one day a week, or at least part of that day for our meal prepping. And so we know going into the week, exactly what meals we have on the planner. One day is definitely a leftovers day where we're just cleaning out the fridge. Um, but it eliminates so much of that, like mental anguish of like, I need to take something out. Oh no, I forgot to take something out. What am I going to make? Do I have all the ingredients, you know, and it just takes away that kind of overwhelming sense from the food plan. Same thing with, um, some other cleaning things, or even the getting out and having fun, like, protecting space on your calendar for those things that matter in terms of the getting out and having fun. Maybe it's going to be like, um, every Friday or every Tuesday is your day. That's like your designated fun day. 
And that's the day that you, if something comes up, you always have the space to say yes. If you're looking to go do something, you know, Tuesday's the day that you go do that. So it's like, you don't have to sit and look at your calendar every time and try to figure something out. Um, And then same thing with cleaning and laundry and stuff like that. Having um, like a schedule around that as well. I've talked about on the podcast, actually one of the most recent episodes that just came out, um, episode 93 um, talks about like stewarding and managing your home, even when it's really busy and kind of having that working, um, working schedule almost for your house cleaning. So um, an example on there is like our, our Sabbath is Friday right now. So every Thursday evening is when I focus on cleaning the house a little bit more in depth and make sure all the trash is taken out, all the dishes are done, all the counters are wiped, all the floors are swept. And so I know every week my house is getting a pretty decent clean, but that also helps throughout the week, you know, just making sure dishes are done, spills are cleaned up, things like that. I don't have to worry about, oh no, I need to clean this. I need to clean that. And it's eliminates that overwhelm and that nagging of like random things, because I know, nope, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, that is my time to clean and focus on this stuff. Um, so even getting a a schedule, um, outlined for that type of stuff can be really, really helpful too. And I love to think of when we're scheduling, almost like when we're budgeting, you mentioned finances, you know, what money you have available and what categories it needs to go to. And if you honor and respect those categories and the limits that they have, that frees you up more to like go on vacations or have money and savings to buy that thing that you wanted or whatever else. It really gives you a little bit more freedom. Um, And so thinking of your schedule in terms of that too, we can have these clearly outlined areas of like, this is what I'm allowed to do during this time and do those things, but then it gives us a lot more free time and a lot more, um, I don't want to say free time, but flexibility into those areas that aren't clearly outlined, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I understand the carrying the load alone is a lot that is like, I commend you (laughs) for that. You're, you're essentially a single mom (laughs) most of the time. Um, which cannot be easy. Like my, I tip my hat to you. It is a lot, but I also believe that God has equipped you with a mind and with strength and with a heart that is able to, um, to figure this out truly to, Mm -hmm. to figure out the best way to go about it and, and seasons change. And so you're not going to be in this season forever, but it's still, how do we not just keep our head above the waves, but thrive in this season? How are you feeling? I guess that's, that's like where I'm looking for, you know, like, I don't want to just survive or just make it through. Like I want to, I want to thrive and I want to be that light for Liam. Yes. Yeah. So I think some of it, um, just kind of as a recap is awareness, um, bringing in a little bit more awareness into exactly what is going on in all of these different instances for the interruptions, exactly what is going on in your days. And then we can more clearly see where things can be tweaked and shifted. We can Mm -hmm. see 
where you're naturally having a tendency to do laundry, where you're naturally having a tendency to do um, your workouts or whatever else. And then we can create your ideal schedule to do the things, um, the cleaning, to do the laundry, to do the getting out and having fun, to do the errands, um, to do the meal prepping and different things like that in a way that really works because it it's, falls in line with your natural tendency and kind of what you've already been doing. And then from there, it's just, um, it's just keeping with those boundaries and still keeping in that awareness piece of, okay, what is working? What isn't working? Why isn't working? What can I do to help this? And, um, and almost like you're saying, just checking that mindset of what thoughts come up when things maybe aren't working the way that you had hoped and questioning, is it expectation? Is it something else? Um, and moving forward from there. Okay. Did you do your ideal schedule? Okay. Is there a separate link for the, um, ideal schedule? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. I see it now. I must've just missed it. Okay. Yeah. And so that it's kind of the same template, um, idea as the, as the time tracker, um, the ideal schedule is like in a perfect world, you know, like Walgreens at the corner of happy and healthy, what would you love your ideal schedule to look like? And then the planning your week is kind of about meshing those meshing your time tracker and meshing the ideal week, minding that gap. And it's like, okay, my perfect week. I would love to go get a massage every week. That's not realistic. There's no, like according to my time tracker, there's no time for that to happen. You know, um, my ideal week, I would love for my kids to sleep until 8am every day. I would love to get up at 7am every day, fully rested. Right. Like flesh out what you, what you would love your ideal to look like. And then I I would get up at 630. If he he was going to stay in bed past me, I would get up at 630 every day and have some me time. Yeah. And, and with that too, I think it's a, I just want to challenge your mindset in this. I know it's like, nope, this is the circumstance. Every time I get out of bed, like he knows I'm not in bed, but like, um, holding a mindset when you do move to get out of bed, that today is going to be the day it all changes, right? Like, even if it feels like I'm just really throwing out hopeful wishes here, but like, today I'm going to get out of bed and he's going to stay asleep and I'm going to have some time for me. And then you get out of bed and let's say it doesn't work. Right. But like continuing to try every day, because he's not, the reality is he's not going to be 16 and still doing that. You know what I mean? So at some point it's going to stop. Um, but, but continuing to try and not letting yourself kind of surrender to, well, this is just the season that I'm in, but like continuing to every single day, keep trying. And like, even if it's like, no, it's okay. I'm just going to the bathroom or just like say something, you know, or you're okay. Mommy always comes back. I'm just going to sit on the other side of the room and read my book or whatever else, whatever, you know, your kid, right. Whatever would speak to him. Um, I've had to try like dozens and dozens of different things on solo to be able to like leave his room at night and get him to like sleep in his own bed and things like that. Um, but continuing to try things and, and shift and pivot until one day it finally works. So this is just touching the iceberg really of, of what we do in the IM in terms of scheduling. Um, there are clients I have spent 
probably over a month of coaching calls and whatever on. So there's training videos on the time tracker. There's training videos on ideal week. There's training videos on making sure all of the stuff is accord living according to your priorities and your purposes um, and your values and pulling all of that stuff out. We establish really faithful foundations. You get training videos and, and journaling prompts and scriptures to reference. And it's all, um, I want to say kind of at your own pace. So um, you can go in, you can watch a video, you can journal. I've had a couple of people who've spent, you know, multiple weeks on the first video or the first two videos, um, just really digging deep in those faithful foundations. We, we establish all this stuff in terms of your schedule. And then we work on the mindset of living it out. Some of the stuff that we talked about today and just really um, shifting those thoughts and finding a way to yes, to be able to do the things that really, really matter to us. And um, we were just able to add this little guy to our family with our toddler and this dog <laughs> that Kayla and I were just chatting about before we went live and hit record. And so um, just using some of these practices and information that's shared in the I am. And so I just want to share my heart with you guys to share all of this goodness that God has given me in um, really finding a way to yes to abundance in motherhood through living really intentionally. And I do believe it's, it's for everyone, everyone that is ready to shift. Um, it's for you. 